Jenna Marbles does an impersonation of Nicki Minaj in blackface, canceled. Chris D'Elia allegedly texts underage girls, canceled. JK Rowling makes a statement on Twitter about transgender issues, canceled. You, think about what you've done, canceled. This week, we talked about Gone with the Wind and the series Cops getting pulled off the air in the wake of protests and the ripple effect seemingly continues. And lots of other folks are getting called out for their past actions. Are they victims of cancel culture or are they victims of people are not going to accept this anymore? Over the past few years, we've seen a new movement ranging from internet communities to political parties as it ignited new discussions about the court of public opinion. This movement, of course, is cancel culture. Welcome back to Passing the Torch. Today, Isabel and I break down cancel culture. What is it? How did it start? And how has it affected political discourse today? Stay tuned to find out. If you have any questions, comments, or opinions, don't hesitate to contact us through our Instagram at TNHS for Biden. Without further ado, we hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey there, welcome back to Passing the Torch. I'm Jack Siegel, and I'm here with Isabel once again. Isabel, say hi. Hello. Today, we're going to be going over a little more uh, of a new social movement and a new trend kind of on Twitter and online that has taken a big presence in politics, which is cancel culture. Um, so there's a lot to discuss about this topic, like how it has an effect on people and like celebrities and big political figures. But a lot of people kind of struggle to agree on a definition of what cancel culture is. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I feel like between the political parties, there's definitely very different answers to what cancel culture is. But honestly, I, I don't, it's weird because so many people just have different definitions of what cancel culture is. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see what we, we agree or even talk about what we consider cancel culture to be. For sure, for sure. Well, I mean, if you look at the like the basic Wikipedia definition, it's something along the lines of, and I don't have it on me, so like I, you can... it's like it's a form of boycott in which an individual, usually a celebrity, who has acted or spoken in a questionable or controversial manner, is boycotted. Well, that's that's the Wikipedia definition right there, for sure. Yeah, and so. I mean, that's what most people think it is, and that's the way it's used in a lot of cases, is, like, there are people, especially, like, public figures that make mistakes or have made mistakes in the in the past, and so those things get shown to the public, and the public's like, no, we're not going to give you our money and our attention and our likes and retweets and stuff, and so they're promptly removed from society. And that's, like, the most basic definition. But a lot of times, cancel culture has some different nuances. Um... Like, there are people who do bad things that don't get canceled. There are people who get canceled that don't do bad things. And, of course, you know, all of this is originated by, like, this mob mentality that has existed far in the past beyond social media, you know? And so sometimes it can have unintended consequences. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I know that mob mentality is something that is used a lot by right-wing uh, news outlets and media and politicians um this twitter mob mentality is 
um, like this narcissistic group of people on Twitter, Twitter trolls are just going after people. Um, and that's definitely something that the right considers cancel culture to be and the people who cancel pe others. Um, but, but I definitely think like there's more to cancel culture than the, than just a group of narcissistic <laughs> Twitter trolls. Um, I, I think it has led to a lot of valid movements, um, to remove people from positions of power that where they, those individuals have abused the power and exploited others. But also, I mean, one notorious example, not notorious, but a, a really great example of cancel culture is like the Me Too movement. And that was essentially canceling someone. Um, it definitely did not start on Twitter, but it was, it became such a widespread movement because of social media. Um, well, which is really I, interesting. I, I think it did start on social media. That's, I mean, I'm I don't a know. Did it start on Twitter? I, I don't but, exactly. I don't remember if it started on Twitter or um, well, also, but it was Twitter. Twitter has that kind of influence, though, you know, and so yeah. in the, I think Me Too, like when it started, it, like back when we start um, started with like Harvey Weinstein and people in Hollywood that had made mistakes and uh, and committed crimes. You know, the the first place you saw them being accused of this was on Twitter, you know, and so people realized, you know, hey, we have the power as a public to take these people out of their position and, you know, get them shamed. And so I think Twitter especially took to that. If it didn't start there, it grew there a lot. And so yeah. every other day you see hashtag this person is over party because people, yeah. especially, you know, during quarantine with nothing else to do, are finding out a lot about their favorite celebrities who maybe aren't the idols that we first thought they were. Yeah, no, definitely. And like I said before, I think it's a combination of social media, but also the changing news environment and how news has also become very digital as well. And so it's a combination of many things that has sparked giant canceling movements. Um, but like I mentioned before, it's not all bad. And I think right wing media tends to see it as only only like this terrible, like I said before, like mob of Twitter trolls that are just gunning for people's positions. Um, and want to scapegoat or something like that which is kind of detrimental as well yeah well i think that twitter has a lot of um ways that it can exert like its force as, a, as like a, a lot of people with a lot of loud voices and that's not always in the form of like canceling people but in general like on liberal twitter you know in left-leaning twitter you're not going to find anyone who has a favorable opinion of most Republican senators and congressmen as a person, like, uh, despite their policies, like they're thought of as shitty people, which is in some cases valid, like Mitch McConnell or Ted Cruz, who've been like bad people, you know, but also what this does is it allows right wingers to go on their favorable media sources like Fox News or whatever, and say, oh, well, these Gen Zs and their cancel culture, they're trying to cancel Americans and Republicanism and Christianity. And, and they like, are basically just trying to get people afraid, you know, that, that the mob rule has this power to cancel anything it wants and it's totally unchecked. But I think that maybe there's a little more nuance than that. And I think that there's a difference between, you know, politics and people getting canceled.
What do you think? Yeah, about I that? I definitely think canceling politicians is a bit different from canceling like celebrities. I know on Twitter there's hashtag a celebrity is canceled pretty much like a couple times a week. Um, but I think with politicians, it's a little different. It's definitely not as easy to cancel a politician, although it's certainly mm -hmm. been attempted. It's quite obvious that like for left media, like Trump has been canceled for a while. Um, whereas on right wing media, you see like AOC and they they try to get her canceled as well. It doesn't really work, but honestly, it just deepens polarization in this country which is so detrimental to everyone and really has um, longstanding effects um, on our political system as well. well do you think know, Trump what, has been canceled? I think he's been canceled by left-wing media. <laughs> Absolutely. Just by the coverage of him. Definitely. Or he's been attempted to, been, to have been canceled. Um, people av avidly like boycott his rallies. We saw... Are the wonderful K-pop stands and Gen Z TikTokers who um, completely ruined his Tulsa rally. They boycotted that. Um, and so there's definitely been attempts to cancel him. I don't know. I guess it depends on different people if he has been successfully canceled yet or not. Um, but then on the other hand, yeah, well, AOS sorry, I think that um, I think that it's hard for, like, people to cancel political figures because with cancel culture, I mean, at least among the, the people on Twitter that participate in the canceling, generally there's a consensus of, like, 99, 100% that this person is bad and they have done wrong and they need to be, like, thrown out. But in America, political discourse, you know, is... It, there's there are people on both sides that are very vocal and they're not willing to let their celebrities, albeit political celebrities, get canceled and removed from public discourse. So and and look at like the political people that have been canceled, like um, Milo Yiannopoulos um, and those people like on the far right who have made like anti-Semite um, and like racist comments and stuff. And even among right-wingers, they got totally removed from the platform. And so I think that there's a difference between, like, we cancel right-wingers just because they have, like, views we think are problematic, and we cancel people because they say things and do things that cannot be forgiven. Yeah, I, Does that I think make it's sense? interesting. I'm not familiar with the Milo, I, that person. I'm not familiar with his instance his case and how he got canceled. Let me pull it but up I, for I, you. Um, yeah, go ahead. I, I think, like, <laughs> the standards of our politicians are very low now. Um, unfortunately, oh, yeah. especially with Trump and the stuff he's done. So it is interesting to see how they certain politicians can just get away with whatever they want and not be canceled just because they have such um, a base of support um, from their other not from their fans, but just uh, their supporters. Um, and so it is interesting in comparison to like celebrities who don't have that. Well, some of them have, do have dedicated fan bases, but it's just not the same. Um, and I think it is due to the polarization of this country. We are most, like, it, it does feel like 
it's there's a huge us versus them mentality and we're right. all on like very clear sides of it um and so we're not willing to all mutually cancel a person um like i i saw that um what Roger Stone, New York Times today, published an article saying that he had made racial, well, he had said, um, a, like a racial slur. Yeah, he called someone um, a racial slur on a podcast that he Yeah, on. he has not been canceled. And normally any other celebrity that would have said something like that would have been canceled. Uh, but well, I think that's because that Roger Stone race, isn't a celebrity. Well, he is a political very well-known political person especially now lots like this he was commuted or was i don't know if he was actually commuted but yeah, his from sentence was commuted yeah and that was a huge headline um and right after that and this was like this past week where he's been in this spotlight political new spotlight and he he does something like that or a new york times article comes out so right now he is it does feel like he is like very much of a political um do you think it's possible that do you think it's possible that people get desensitized to these kind of things from certain people like um, if if you get a little bit of background if you get a little bit of background on the roger stone case he has been like inflammatory and stupid from the moment he appeared in court um he was uh, arrested as a part of the Mueller investigation i believe and mm-hmm. yeah. a, while he was um, on bail, he posted a picture of the judge of his case with a crosshairs over it, like as if it were a gun. Oh, dear gosh. Right? Um, and so he was, like, obviously he's put in jail for contempt of court after that. But this whole time, he, he kept feeding into that, like, right-wing rhetoric that, like, it's all a conspiracy against him and Trump and whatever. And, I mean, eventually he did plead guilty, Right. And so I think that the world knows, except for like Trump supporters, that Roger Stone is a criminal, you know, and and he is a terrible person. And we don't really need to cancel him because no one had a favorable opinion of him in the first place, except for the people that aren't a part of cancel culture and don't accept it. Well, those that don't accept cancel culture are part of the base that supports him. It's part of Trump's base. Um, So I I do understand... Yeah, I do understand what you're saying about being desensitized. I can't even speak desensitized. Desensitized. (laughs) Yeah, that word. Um, I do understand that. And it's I think it's because, like I said, we just have low standards for our politicians now or more like Republican politicians or Republican political figures. Um, They've just like Trump's done so much. They've all had so many scandals and we've just kind of been become used to it and it's sadly become normal for us but i I don't think that's going to stop people from canceling or stop left the people that do not support trump and that base um from canceling him so yeah i think well another here's an idea sorry maybe maybe the media does play more of a role in cancel culture than we like like not social media but like news media because Especially, like, look at the Me Too, Me Too movement. That was covered by news organizations on a huge level, right? And they really contributed to the general public not liking these people that got canceled, like Harvey Weinstein, like Kevin Spacey, um, like Louis C.K., right? But if you look at, like, news media as a whole, although they are very willing 
to publish negative things about Republican politicians um, because sometimes reality leans against them and they say things that society doesn't agree with, right? The, it's not like you have a total condemnation from, like, NBC Nightly News. Like, they're totally willing to say, Trump did this thing, it could have negative effects, but they're not going to go out and say, Trump is a terrible person, and he shouldn't be president, and he should be in jail. Now, some Democrats, some popular Democratic politicians, like Kamala Harris, have said that, right? But maybe it's because the media represents, like, they're trying to represent fairness, and therefore they don't want to cancel politicians. I do feel like CNN, um, MSNBC, they will definitely go out and say this politician did something bad, probably deserves jail time for it. I feel like they would do that. Now, NBC, another story, because NBC, I feel like, is more, not like centrist, but they they do, they aren't. They try to be I fair. Say, yeah, Or they, exactly. they try to they, give they the impression to, of fairness. Yeah, the impression say. of fairness. That That's the right, same as like CBS, I feel like. Um, but, but I do think, I mean, of course the media always has a role in it, but I, I do think it's, it's mainly the people that cancel, they have a huge role in it. And it's very clear, like you're just biased. Um, and especially it's really obvious, like who you cancel, um, just shows bias. Um, one example that I was thinking about today, um, I was, I remember reading a, a news article a while back about Pete. Um, and I love Pete so much, but he did say all lives matter. Like, I, I think uh, a couple, a year ago, it, there was a lot really? of, yeah, there was a lot of news stories um, about that and about that statement that he made. And of course he made an excuse. He said that, oh, it was out of context, blah, blah, blah. But he did say that. And so it's interesting, like, I, I don't feel willing to cancel him. And that's yeah, because of so my bias. Yeah, so he said I, it I in 2015. I, I just yeah. looked this up. And and so he made an apology about it. And so, yeah, maybe yeah. people sometimes don't get canceled because they learned or they knew better or, like, we respect them as people. But I also think it's also bias as well. Like, I'm not willing to cancel him. I liked Pete, and I, I do recognize that that could be problematic, and I think people do need to recognize that. But also, another example is, like, Nick Cannon. Um, a, I had a lot of friends on Twitter who were very upset at because he was being canceled. And, I mean, I, I do he did say very problematic things, and I'm not excusing that at all, but I, I did yeah, think he was very interesting. Yeah, he said some pretty terrible things. Yeah, but it was not, like, okay at all, but it was just interesting um, and I'm not blaming them or anything. I mean, it's just, it's their opinion, of course, but they saw it differently. Um, they saw hints of racism um, in that cancelization. Um, and so I guess in some ways they, they were biased in, in that perspective. I mean, because of that racist element that they, they saw. Um, and so well, I, I thought that was he's really interesting. being canceled because of racist things he said. Yeah, it's really interesting. He said like anti-Semitic things as well. Yeah, well, when we were talking about this um, a couple days ago, I, 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 between then and now, I looked at the video of the things he said, and he was talking a lot, not only about like anti-Semitism and stuff like that. He he was being very anti-Semitic. 
what? Anti-Semitic. Anti-Semitic, yes. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, not only was he being very anti-Semitic, he also was like just like outright racist against white people. And, and I know. Oh that, yes. And and I know that there like there are different power structures or whatever. But he was literally like melanin gives you like comedy and soul, and like white people have less like soul. Oh. Wow, okay. Yeah. And so, I think we can't excuse those things either. Like, Oh, yeah. I mean, there, there are people who agree with him on, on that as well, and, and they will probably tell you that what he said wasn't racist. And whatever, you know, that's a small amount of people. But I think, on a whole, like, saying anti-Semitic things and racist things, you know, he should be canceled. I, I don't know. I don't think it's racist to cancel Nick Cannon. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I understand, things. like, why people canceled him, and I, I totally get, and I'm not, like, saying he shouldn't be canceled or anything. I just thought it was interesting that people, um, I had friends who were thinking the opposite of that and were encouraging people to, like, buy his music. I didn't even know that he made made music or whatever. Um, I but can't it imagine was... what Nick Cannon would do. Like I, I don't want to look it up. I really don't. <laughs> Do not want to listen to that. I mean, I, I don't know. He could be an amazing singer for all we know. Who knows? <laughs> but, but He'll still, go on America's Got Talent. Yeah, or maybe he can just be, because he, he hosts The Masked Singer. Maybe he can just be The Masked Singer one time for one episode. I'm not sure, did hmm. Fox, like, cancel or not, can, not cancel him, but well, Fox did Fox, care. like, remove him? I, as far yeah. as I know, Fox has done nothing about it, and I don't think they will. Oh, wow. Yeah. It, it's, it is interesting. I mean, but I, I think the overarching theme is that, I mean, I guess you are biased, and you decide to cancel. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, it's very obvious. There's a lot of bias, and there's just a little bit. But um, I do, to some extent, I do understand that the whole, like, narcissistic Twitter um not ma, but yeah, that, that, because it, it can be very damaging, um, to people. I know there is one example of a guy who was canceled for, um, he was making the okay sign. Um, he yeah. was like a truck driver making the okay sign, um, after someone cut him off and he made the okay sign. Someone took a picture in that moment and it looked from that picture, it looked like he was making that, like, white supremacist sign, the okay Don't sign. they just look the exact same, though? Yes. See, that's why, like, people are convinced that Trump is, like... But I also heard it's, like, kind of satanic as well. Like, <laughs> which is weird. Um, I don't know. So I, th- are, I mean, I think it's just the okay symbol, of... but I can see, like, how some people connect that to white supremacy. Because yeah. white supremacists kind of, like, tried to take it. And that sucks, because yeah. I like using like, the OK symbol just because it's easy. I, I think it also has ties to the Illuminati as well, or Satanism. Are you serious? Yeah, Bro, I, I feel like I've seen that before in like some weird conspiracy video. So just don't make the OK sign from now on, I guess. I guess. I guess knows? we're not making the OK symbol anymore. It's, it's, um, it's been canceled by us. <laughs> the yeah. OK sign has been canceled. Anyway, um, maybe there's something else about this. Like, uh, I've been thinking about, like, 
how right-wing politicians are kind of immune to being canceled by the left. And maybe it's because, like, with people who are canceled, it's usually because they're canceled by the people that support them, right? Like, on the left, politicians can very easily be, like, thrown out of their position for doing bad things, like, that that go against the the left-leaning, like, morale and, and, and movement. Right. And same with celebrities like Hollywood has a lot of left leaning people um, who enforce like certain morals. Mm -hmm. And so maybe like maybe we just like and Twitter don't have power over those right wing politicians because we're not their base. We don't give them money or attention or support on a normal basis. I mean, besides attention, because we fear for our lives. But other than that. That's really interesting, and that makes a lot of sense um, because I'm, I'm trying to think of, like, prominent canceling movements, and it's always been when someone from that immediate, like, organization or party or a group affiliation, someone with that group affiliation, they come out and speak against what had happened, and that is kind of, like, the um, – and that starts, like, the domino effect. And so with um, a lot of, like, the right-wing right politicians conservative politicians who have done very problematic things their base is just silent and they do nothing um i remember a couple weeks ago matt gas oh gosh yeah uh, people tried him? to cancel him i don't know if you saw the whole nester thing did you see the nester i didn't thing? know what happened with oh that? my god okay so it was it's really funny uh it was like I think a couple weeks ago, three, four weeks, um, Matt Gatz, he um, said he was, like, owned in a debate in Congress for not, like, essentially not being able to, like, empathize with minorities because he's, like, never been one, never, like, he's never, he's not a minority, he's not someone from a low socioeconomic class or anything like that. And the next day he posts a picture with his son with his son in quotation marks, essentially saying like, this is my son, Nestor. And he, the dude, the boy's like 18 or 19. And what? the caption was like, it was crazy. The caption was, he's not like my biological son, but I treat him as one what? or something. Yeah. So everyone was like, kind of so he was like making trying fun of him. to claim that this kid was his son. Yes. And everyone on Twitter was very confused whether it was his actual biological son or just someone he, like, brought in as a political prop to, like, prove what to, like, hand hand over, like, the diversity card, um, which is so messed up. And so everyone was, like, very furious um, for doing That's that. so weird. And it's still, like, not really clear if the Nestor is his son or not. Because, um, like, Magatz is, like, 31 or 32, and he got well, Nestor so when he was, like, he... 13, and the guy also, Magatz has had many DUIs while in Congress, so the whole thing doesn't really add up. He claims the dude, the boy's from Cuba. Very right, lot of suspicious so things. Back up, back up, back up. So, after he got owned in this debate, he introduced mm-hmm. to the world someone that they had never met before, who is Never like this, this guy's like quote unquote son, son. either biologically or, or like by some like I think he just like him? they're really cool with each other or something. And yeah. and he's doing this an attempt to like legitimize his position as someone who understands minorities. Yes. Essentially. 
Because it was the that, day after he was owned in that debate. Like that you sounds like introduce... cancel. Uh, sounds cancel worthy to me. It, it very much was cancel worthy. Um, and what was really sad was there were so many photographs of Nestor, and and like Matt, well Matt Gads like called him like his special helper or like just a student. He was like who was interning for him, which was really sad. Because he didn't even like claim as as his son, and of course he had so many excuses why, um, but definitely cancel worthy. Didn't Weird. get canceled for it. He went on Fox News with Nestor the next day and like was talking about how all the liberals were like canceling him and how that just, you know, the stuff that they would yeah, the stuff obviously like that. say. I, I get it. They said all of that, and of course just the. Ba- Fox News viewers loved that. Um, and it obviously he's not canceled, so. That's yeah. That's really weird. Yeah, I agree. Honestly, it was I mean very strange. So but so he does these things. Um, he goes on Fox News, right? I mean, has the left canceled him or has America canceled him? Is the question. Yeah, the left has canceled like, him. <laughs> So, if the left has canceled him, then who knows? He could get reelected, you know? Oh, he'll definitely get like, reelected. Um, so, he's from Florida. So, is the problem that cancel culture isn't effective? Um, or is that like. Or is there another problem? Like. Um, Political cancel culture is not effective when it comes to right wing politicians. I see. So, Isabel. I mean, we've talked yes. about like a lot of ways that cancel culture has been implemented, you know, and how to hold people accountable. But is cancel culture enough to hold our politicians accountable so that we can trust them when they're in office? I do not trust my politicians, regardless of if they've been canceled or not. Just a personal why not thing for me. I, I honestly, I don't, I don't know why I don't trust them. I. Actually, I feel like it, it might come from many different things. I do love a good political TV show that mm-hmm. may not... Mm, so you're and, watching House of Cards and stuff? Yes, yes. I do love House of Cards, of course. It's a and good show. They, they do talk about how corrupt politicians can be, how scheming in nature they can be, which mm-hmm. is... That can definitely be a reason why I don't pol- trust politicians. But also, I think, so my my family is from India and Sri Lanka, and so the state of their politics is, like, it's so bad. It's so, so corrupt. Mm-hmm. Um, and ways, like, and I, I think that's always played in the back of my mind. Um, I know America is obviously very different, or government systems very different, but... Um, we try to be different. Yeah, I mean, we definitely try. We paint ourselves to be very different. Who knows if how true that really is. Um, but but I, I definitely think that has informed a lot of my perspectives on how can we trust or if we can mm-hmm. even trust people in higher positions, um, especially people who have a lot of power. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, how, how do you feel about trusting our politicians? Well, I think that in general, we have seen a lot of politicians from both parties that whether or not they're like 
smart or good at their jobs, they have like good intentions. Like no one can say that George H. W. Bush was a mastermind of political scheming. Um, well, he wasn't a good president, oh, but yeah. he had like intentions, like that were fairly clear to America. You know, and so I think that overall, politicians can be trusted. Um, to try and do what they say they're going to do. And, like, we can't really expect that they'll all have committed crimes like, say, Donald Trump is accused of or, like, Richard Nixon did, you know? And so... Um, I mean, obviously, I don't think... No, it's fine. I, I don't think that they all have these massive secrets, massive scandals. But, I mean, I, I do think that most of them do have a couple skeletons in their closet. I mean, I, I definitely think that there's a reason why people are in power. People put others in power for certain reasons. And there is a lot of bribery, co um, coercion, that sort of thing in government. I, I feel like it's kind of impossible to avoid that. Yeah. There's just so much... Well Maybe it's a good sign then that we have politicians that are starting to talk about it. You know, that we have presidential candidates that were really running on a campaign finance reform and electoral reform so that the people have more power in their decisions, you know? And yeah, I think it's great that we see people who are in government that are willing to limit their own power and hold themselves more accountable. And I think that's a great sign. So, I mean, I think that the more the public decides that we should hold our politicians accountable and the more people become aware that it's possible for politicians to cover up stuff like this, I think that it'll be easier for us as a whole uh, to begin trusting American government again. And maybe cancel culture won't have to be deployed on our, you know, our Congress people because they'll be able to be held accountable through their own government. I think that'll be really cool. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. Um, I am excited about the new wave of um, not candidates, but politicians that are starting to um, new. Yeah, I mean, there's a, definitely a new new wave of candidates and politicians who are not career politicians, um, just ordinary everyday citizens. Um, and and I do feel like they will be the ones to make the changes necessary um, to kind of rid Washington of the corruption that is so, like, it's it's been there for a very long time. Um, so I am excited about that. I am hopeful that we can reform um, campaign finance and um, our electoral system as well. Um, yeah, to just to better serve the American people. Mm-hmm. And with that, I think that'll be kind of a good way to wrap up our discussion today. Um, thanks for listening to Passing the Torch, and I will direct you to the outro in just a second. Bye. Bye. And now, a moment of silence for the Republican Party and all of those senators who once stood up to Donald Trump and the corruption of their morals. We will mourn them forever. This man is a pathological liar. And it's simply a mindless yell. Whatever he does, he accuses everyone else of doing. The man ca cannot tell the truth, but he combines it with being a narcissist. A 
narcissist at a level I don't think this country's ever seen. He's a race-baiting, xenophobic, religious bigot. He doesn't represent my party. He doesn't represent the values that the men and women who wear the uniform are fighting for. He's the ISIL man of the year, by the way. Because what Mr. Trump is doing, and I don't think he has a clue about anything, he's just trying to get his numbers up and get the biggest reaction he can. He's putting uh, our soldiers and diplomats at risk. He's empowering the enemy. I'd like to also go back to, though, another question, which is, is Donald Trump a serious candidate? If you are going to kill the families of terrorists, realize that there's something called the Geneva Convention we're going to have to pull out of. It would defy every norm that is America. So when you ask yourself, whoever you are, that think you're going to support Donald Trump, think, do you believe in the Constitution? Are you going to change the Constitution? And also, a moment of silence for all those Republicans who stood up to Donald Trump and were therefore canceled from the Republican Party in eternity. If you believe that all parties in the United States should have morals and backbones and stand up for evidence instead of fantasy or whatever, you should support Joe Biden. Just saying. And also, tune in next week on Tuesday for another episode of Passing the Torch for more top quality analysis on things like cancel culture and other issues in America today. Until then, once again, this is Jack Siegel signing off.